welcome to another episode of the Best Damn Sports Show on Stereo, the Young Black and Bothered Sports Desk. I am your boy Q, and I am not drunk like the NFL is right now. I am joined by my co-hosts for the evening. Go ahead and say who you are. What's going on, everybody? It's Lou. Uh, hope everybody had a good week. Uh, we have a very special guest tonight. Can't wait to... Uh, talk and learn and listen and see what everybody got to say. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Greg. I'm here back again for another week. All right. And for this special episode, we're joined by a special, I guess, host. Um, She is a great, great friend of mine. Um, We matriculated together at the Lincoln University, the oldest and first historically black college university. Um, And I am thrilled to introduce her right now. Her name is Coach Sherelle Dennis. She is an assistant coach for the Lincoln University women's basketball team and CIAA Women's Tournament Champions for 2022. Sherelle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great. Like, uh, you know, the two of us talk sports all the time, especially basketball season. And we were definitely talking a whole, whole lot leading into and and doing the CIAA tournament when you wasn't coaching. Um, but we are thrilled to have you on to talk basketball, especially <clears throat> with March Madness just around the corner. The selection show was yesterday, Sunday, uh, for the men's and for the women's um, tournaments of this year for the first time. The women's um, championship has expanded to 68 teams, and both selection shows were held on the same night, uh, a first for the women's tournament. Um, so, Sherelle, tell us a little bit about yourself, your, your journey your journey, basketball journey at Lincoln, and what led you to wanting to become um, a coach? Um, I've been playing basketball since uh, the age of seven, I believe. Um, I was truly inspired by uh, my grandmother, who was all county um, years and many, many years ago at James Weldon Johnson in in Virginia. Um, So a lot of my family... um, praise my grandmom about, you know, her athletic abilities. And, um, you know, I got a hold of her yearbook one day and um, I saw that she was in fact that whole, what you consider whole chick. And um, I I wanted to be anything close to what she was. Um, I wish I had opportunity to witness, you know, um, her success on the basketball court, but just hearing my family talk about her and how great of a uh, impact player she was. And of course the game has changed tremendously since she's played many, many years ago. Uh, my grandma is what, 80, 83, 84 years old. So you can imagine how much the game has shifted um, since she, she played. And, you know, at the time it was only half court when my grandma played, but she was the captain of her team. That was something that I aspired to be. Um, in high school as well, which I was a two-year uh, uh, captain my junior and senior year um, in Delaware um, at Christiana High School. Um, I remember playing rec league um, in York County 
which I'm born and raised in Yorktown, Virginia. Um, I remember never scoring a bucket and, uh, I didn't understand. I didn't know back then you had to dribble with two hands and, you know, so I kind of, uh, did everything on my own, you know, not really understanding the game. And then when I moved to Delaware, um, you know, that's when I was around other people that played the game a lot. And, um, you know, the rest was history there. So I played high school basketball, travel basketball. Um, I played at a JUCO level at Cecil Community College. And then I was recruited by Lincoln University, the first HBCU. Um, at that time, we were Division Three. Um, I did one year there. And then I forego my senior year just so I could focus more on my academics. And then um, I became, actually, as far as in the coaching world, coaching world kind of chose me. Um, when I was in high school, going back to uh, Christiana, the uh, one of the teachers there who, in fact, ended up being the principal at one of the schools down in Middletown, Delaware, at Papuddamick High School, reached out to me and said that she had a assistant coach position that she wanted me to apply for. Um, and I went in and did my interview. And um, my brother from another, uh, Dan Pisani, uh, gave me my opportunity, my first opportunity to uh, become a, a high school basketball coach. I was his assistant for uh, three, four years. Um, we was very successful. We pretty much built that program from the ground up um, because at the time they were a junior varsity program when we got there and each year they added a grade on and um, we turned that program around. Well, we again, like I said, we built that program up and um, in a matter of three years, we became um, back-to-back conference champions overall blue hand conference champions we took that team to the final four um you know so i can go on and on and on we had multiple all-state uh players um division two um two no i actually had more than that i had uh two kids that actually went to lincoln university played in the ciaa amber kell and amani clark and then i had another kid that played for that team in apiquitamic that was in the part of the final four who went on to play for Virginia Union, um, also a CIAA school, Ashley Smith. Um, you know, so um, <laughs> that's where my first, you know, uh, legwork of kind of like recruiting began also because I talked about Lincoln so much that Amani Clark uh, decided to commit to Lincoln University as well as Amber Kale. Um, and then uh, Daryl Mosley, who was on the men's side after Jessica Kearns um, moved on to the division one level, ended up taking over the men's side. And I remember going to a clinic at lower Marion at, that uh, at the time, the head coach, the former um, head coach at uh, the Sixers um, can't remember his name right now off top, but he always had clinics and, and Mosley happened to be one of the guys that was there. So I went over to congratulate him and let him know that, you know, I had a ball player there. And which happens to be, again, Amani Clark. And, um, you know, he said, we definitely got to stay in touch. Um, and the crazy part about it is we were actually at Lincoln together, but we never crossed paths other than that night that I introduced myself to him. And the rest is pretty much history. I was under his wing for the past four years at Lincoln before he left. Um, and, and I'm going to go back to that. I was under his wing at, at Lincoln University for four years. Um, we built that program up recruited some high caliber uh, kids in that program. We had uh, Tara Pendleton, again, Monty Clark, um, Courtney, uh, CJ, um, even his sister, Dewana, even though she's not a part of his, his era. Um, let me see if I can run off a couple other names uh, prior to, and 
I can't sing. And I don't want my girls to be like, oh man, coach, you forgot me. But I will go to our 2019. <laughs> I will go fast forward to our 2019, 2020 um, team where we uh, have the broke the record for most wins and 23 and six, which is the um, all, most wins in a single season. And um, we were undefeated at home that year. No, we lost one game. I'm sorry. I think we went 14 and one. Um, we had a uh, Deasia Young, God rest her soul right now. Um, Kwanzaa Murray, who was our All-American Player of the Year. Uh, we had the Coach of the Year. We had an all-rookie um, nominee, Janiah Lilly, who's from out of Baltimore at Baltimore Poly, who just won the Hurt School, just won the uh, high school team, just won the state championship there. So shout out to Kendall Peace, uh, also a Lincoln alum. And uh, <laughs> so, and then um, let me see, who else? Uh, Joey Morton, Brianna Brown, who was also uh 2021 2022 CIAA champion overall number 1 in the north um overall overall number 1 seed and I'm jumping around but just trying to get <laughs> no, it all okay. in just trying to get it <laughs> no. all in and uh Brianna Brown is good. also a player of the year and that is the second player of the year that we've had back to back um at Lincoln uh University and now uh Daryl Mosley moved on to the University of Delaware, who is also a Lincoln alum, who just won the CAA conference title. So I want to put it out there that anybody that has touched Lincoln's soil is a champion this year. Um, and now right. Coach Janice Washington is um, at the helm right now, who led us to uh, our 2021-2022 CIAA, the first CIAA championship at Lincoln University. So I've been at Lincoln Woo-hoo. for five years been at Lincoln for five years, have recruited a hell of a lot of kids there. Um, this is my HBCU, as Quentin will tell you. Um, you know, we love our school through and through. I think if you cut us open, we, we, we do bleed blue and orange. Um, you can't tell us no different. And I will argue, and he will argue probably more than me, that we are, in fact, the first HBCU. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's it and that's all. Oh, I've also played semi-pro basketball. Um, for the Delaware Destroyers, um, some many many years ago, and yeah, so that's a little bit about me. All right, thank you, thank definitely, thank you for um, you know telling us your backstory into uh, basketball and into the land of coaching. Uh, I want to go now and focus on um, and you, you brought it up uh, briefly. That 2019-20 season, where Lincoln um, broke a, broke the school record for most wins in a, in a by by the women by on the women's side, um, and ooh, I just lost my thought. Um, and then how the pandemic, um, and I, I know that we are all tired of talking about COVID and and, and everything around that, um, but I, I want you to. Um, talk about how that experience going twenty going going twenty three and six, um, but not being able to play play in a postseason. Also, last in twenty twenty one twenty one season being completely wiped out. How did that? What did that do to motivate you and to motivate the team to get ready for this season in which? Um, the team was able to capture its first CIAA championship. Talk about, uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yep. So 
if you so the beauty about the CIAA is we always have our tournament bef- the week before everyone else. So that year, 2019-2020, the pandemic literally hit us after the fact. Um, we actually lost in the Elite Eight to Winston-Salem, and we did not get the at-large bid. Um, Fayetteville State, who were um, the, the CIAA champions that year, was the only team selected for the CIAA. Don't, matter of fact, Bowie might have gotten selected also. Um, don't quote me on that though, but I do know Fayetteville State because they got the automatic bid into the postseason, which they happened to not be able to play. They actually was already up here. I think they were going to IUP when they found out that um, their postseason was going to be canceled due to the um, the pand- well the coronavirus at the time. Um, so for us, um, it was it wasn't really the heartbreak for us because we didn't make the the postseason. Our heartbreak was when. Winston-Salem sent us home, which we thought that that was the the team that was going to truly carry us over to that first CIAA title. Um, and then um, a lot of those players graduated, paused their graduate. Their graduation was put on pause because of the pandemic, which they didn't even get to come back and graduate until 2021. Yeah, 2021. So all of 2021, all of 2020, and 2021 uh, graduated a day apart. So I think 21 went 2020 went on a Friday and 21 went on a Saturday. If I'm if I stand correct, um, you know. So the pandemic didn't really affect us that much. However, going speeding it up, going into our 2020 2021 season, um, it wasn't a decision made for the CIAA um, until later on December. Um, so a lot of teams, I know Virginia State, Virginia Union had pulled and said, hey, we're not going to play. Um, but it wasn't a CIAA ruling like a lot of the other institutions like the PSAC had already called their seasons and things like that. So Lincoln was fortunate out of all the schools in the CIAA was fortunate to get in at least I think we played five games, which um, a lot of those games ended up we ended up playing like um, Mount St. Mary. I think it was Mount St. Mary. Or- what one of those schools we played them like back to back too. Um, we played a Saturday, Sunday, or it might have been a Friday, Saturday, just because people were still trying to get games in, and a lot of schools had canceled. And you know, in, in order for you to qualify for the NCAA, especially at the Division One level, um, you have to have but so many games. So that year, we ended up playing Syracuse. We played St. Joe's. We played um, again. I think it was at that Mount St. Mary. It was like up there in PA. One other PSAC school. Um, and then we closed it out with uh, Delaware State in the MEAC. And that's, we literally found out the day before we played Delaware State that our season was going to be done. And that's because the CIAA had decided, hey, um, well, everyone else has canceled their season. It's not fair that one school gets to continue to play. And for us, we were kind of like, well, it's not our fault that our rules and our state were a little bit different. And it was up to the, you know, each individual school on how they wanted to handle things. Lincoln was good as long as every, you know, as long as we had the games, as long as kids didn't test positive for COVID, we were fine. Um, You know, so, but when they all met, they all decided, well, it's not fair that Lincoln's the only school that's playing because even our men were playing, our men and women were playing. And, um, you know, we had a lot of division one schools reaching out to us that just wanted games. And, you know, for us, you know, we were like, we're going to play. 
you know. Um, again, like I said, we played St. Joe's. We went up to Syracuse. We played them. Um, we played DSU. So we had three Division ones on our schedule. Um, and with Towson calling us, Drexel, uh, LaSalle called us, you know, mm-hmm. so we was ready to just play any Division one that was willing to play us while also trying to bring a little bit of change to the university. Okay. Right. Money. Yeah. Those, those, those money games are important. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, going into this season, it was a little bit different, you know, because, you know, D Mose ended up getting the assistant job over at the university of Delaware. So now you're bringing in a new head coach with um, a team that she did not have an opportunity to recruit anyone because she was a late hire. Um, you know, I was pretty much doing all of our recruiting for all of uh, June and July because she wasn't okay. set in stone because she was closing out things at Daytona State, which is a JUCO school down in Florida. Um, she was closing things out there. So I literally was just on a recruiting trail the entire time for June and July pretty much by myself. And she got there, I think, August. So um, she pretty much kind of, you know, relied on me once I knew that she was going to keep me on staff to kind of um, get her acquainted with the team and how things were and who did we recruit everyone for and um, the positions and, you know, some of the things that she watched on film and what she, you know, envisioned for the team and things of that nature. So the transition um, from COVID, you know, kids out of shape, you already know they didn't work out since December because not many things was open. You know, we got a lot of kids from New York, where, you know, New York shut it down completely, you know, so mm-hmm. they don't really have the, re- they, you know, they didn't have all the resources to go out and work out like they normally should. And the gyms was closed. So, you know, everybody in the house snacking and eating. So you already know what comes with that. Um, right. And then now you're we now again, we didn't have our normal postseason workouts. So that's done. Now the kids are home all summer and then you don't get them back until August, you know, mm-hmm. so and, and, and you know, Lincoln getting a new football field, the track is torn up, and you know how that goes. So a lot of things we just had to bend a little bit and just kind of figure it out. But I think we were the most team that was uh, um, the team that was in the best shape, clearly. Um, and, you know, just adapting to a new coach. You know, I yeah. had my fair share of like, damn, you know, I don't know if this is something that I can adjust to, you know, because everything was so different because I was used to how things used to be. But I had to get off my soapbox and get the girls off their soapbox and just pretty much buy into, hey, this is what the hand that we were dealt. We're going to pout about it or we're going to finish the business that we've always talked about. You know, Lincoln mm-hmm. has lost, whether it be in the final four or the elite eight for the past. I can't put the COVID year in. So the past three years, the COVID year didn't allow us to finish the business. So are we going to complain about what we con- con- complain about the things we can't control? Or we gonna buy into what she has going on, and she knew it was going to be an adjustment, you know, even for her because I didn't bring any of these kids in. So now I got to build their trust up, you know, and get them to believe in me now because they believe in Daryl Mosley, you know. But I got to get them to believe in me, um, you know. So it definitely was adjustment. We had out, you know, curveballs thrown our way, and I think we faced a lot of adversity um, just within the program um, as a whole, you know, dealing with COVID, um, multiple games where we didn't have everybody. I don't think we played a single game this season where we've had every single player, whether it was injuries, COVID, or, um, you know, I was out for a period of time. I had multiple players out for a period of time, you know, so it was always that next man up mentality. And the way me and Demos recruited this team, it was, hey, 
we going to recruit this team to the point where they can play on anybody's roster in this league and this five can start, that five can start, you know, and I think that ultimately, you know, was our advantage in this league. And, and you know, of course, with um, losing DeAsia Young, I think that was also another motivator for us to go win it all, you know, so. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, I, and that would, that's where I was going um, to leave next. Um, so you just talked about all of the excuse me, all of the adversity that the, that the program uh, went through, COVID, transitioning from one coach to another. Um, but then this season, um, losing, you know, with with Asia's tragic passing, um, and then all, you know all of the other things that happened on camp that happened on campus leading into the tournament. How, how did that galvanize the team, galvanize the team um, and bring it together? Um, because there was it, it, multiple stories have been written about mm-hmm. how multiple stories have been written about how um, DeAsia's passing really was that spark that mm-hmm. all right, we, we're dedicating the rest of the season, we're dedicating the championship to her. Talk about mm-hmm. that uh, a little bit. So we had a thing where we felt like January was our worst like month where we were just going to leave every part of negative, not negativity, but everything that kind of could flip our program upside down in January. Right. So one game, it was the, uh, I think it was the Bowie game. Coach was like, we're going to wear all black because we're going to have the rest in peace to January game. You know, like we just want to forget about January. Well, here it is, I think. And I believe we were all black to Bowie. Here it is. We're in all black for the Bowie game. And no sooner than we beat Bowie, which is our big time rival. Um, everybody knows, which I'm so sad that we couldn't really get the Bowie rival game, you know, um, going this year because of COVID. Um, about an hour and a half after that, we get phone calls about DeAsia being um, murdered. You know, um, one of the worst moments of my life. Um to have to process that as her coach and then have to process that with her teammates who she loved dearly. Um, and it was, it definitely um, left like a, a sour taste in our mouth because we know that she wanted to be nothing more than a champion. So, you know, of course we took a couple mental health days. It was needed. And then we headed down to Elizabeth City. And, and I mean, I don't think I could get myself together. And along with her teammates that played with her, could get themselves together. Um, it was just a tough game. And I remember going into the locker room and me and, you know, a couple of her former teammates, we were just sobbing. You know, it was it was just hard to believe that we're really stepping out on this court. And although she was a grad she had already graduated she was looking forward to being at CIAA this year, you know? And so we dropped that game. And then our next game up was Virginia union, which was a team that she just didn't like, you know, she had it out for Virginia <laughs> union every time, you know? So that first home game back home, we dedicated that Saturday to her and, you know, the rest mm-hmm. was history when we went out there and put the clamps on Virginia union, it was personal, um, you know, a very emotional game. Um, but then you got hit with, um, uh, we got hit with one of our, you know, starters 
going down for the rest of the season, we found out that um, she was done for the year with a torn ACL, Gina Weatherspoon, you know, who was a key impact player for us. So that kind of mm-hmm. hit us. And then now you, you, you got um, the following week, you know, we go down to Shaw University um, on, a, on some payback mission. And now you got, we can't, you know, we get the word back, you know, things is going haywire on campus from a kid getting stabbed to death, you know? Mm-hmm. So we, and then that's the night we found out that we had secured the Northern conference title. You know, we had secured the Northern conference title because Elizabeth city ended up losing to Virginia union. So it was almost like every Saturday of the month of February, Lincoln women's basketball team would do something great. And then we'll get bad news literally right after it. So we was like, my God, we don't get a break, you know? And then mm-hmm. of course you're going back to campus. And now not only these kids are dealing with the loss of DeAsia young two weeks ago, now they dealing with the They're loss of a classmate. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with a loss of a classmate who, whether they seen in passing on a basketball court, you know, playing around, whatever it is, you, you, you knew of the kids, you know, mm-hmm. so now they're college kids that you got to remember, even though they're 20, 21 and 18, they're still kids, you know, so now their emotions is all, you know, riled up again because of this situation. So then you got to take steps back and make sure their mental health is, is intact, you know, and then, you know, thank for right after that, you know, now we're preparing for the CIAA tournament and, and these young ladies were, we, we kept saying, we got to get rid of this dark cloud from over the university. You know, when I went to work the next day, all we talked about was, What's going on at Lincoln? You know how many phone calls I got when people are like, y'all all right up there? Coaches calling out of concern. But at the same time, you know, aside from me being uh, uh, on the coaching staff, this my school. You know, so for me, I take Lincoln personal. You know, so to hear stuff like that and then to know that it was a Lincoln alum, who did it? You know, um, and Grant, yeah, we found that out after the fact. Right. Right. You know, um, to find that out after the fact, you know, it's like we got to bring something positive, some positivity back to the university. So that following Saturday, February 26th, I'm never going to forget it. Um, for <laughs> us to be crowned CIAA champions, you know, um, was a beautiful thing. Um, we had the most fans in attendance at every game. Um, first time being in Baltimore, where I feel like we took over the, you know, arena. Um, outside of uh, Virginia State being orange and blue, you know, Lincoln really took over. And um, even on the men's side, um, the support was there. Um, you know, so it, it this was a great thing. We needed it. Um, it's unfortunate that 6ABC um, came up with helicopters capturing, you know, the news footage of everything that, that, that cops all over campus. But, you right, know, the, the, right. the first CIAA title um, that got back to the, the Lincoln University, it was nothing. You know, so, you know, everybody loves the negative stuff, but they don't want to talk about the positive stuff. But us mm-hmm. winning the CIAA tournament, nobody talked about that situation no more because guess what? Man, we don't care. We CIAA champions. Lincoln is here, you know. So it, it, it's not that people forgot, but that title helped bring a little bit of peace and healing to the university that we needed, you know. So absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I would never, <laughs> yeah, uh, February 26th is definitely a day that will live with me for, uh, for a very, very long time. But I want to, here's what I want to talk about. Those pants that you wore, the championship game, it got you an eight drip on, on the ESPN broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So those pants. <laughs> so my girls, so you know, I'm I'm heavy into fashion when I have to be. Um, so my girls going up to the tournament, you know, they was like they they always know I'm going come out with something. So I said, um, y'all want me to save the best fit for last? My girlfriend said the same thing. You need to save your best fit for the championship game. I said, say no more. I knew I was going to honor DeAsia Young, you know, with the no regrets. You know, that was our thing. We had, you know, live with no regrets, everything, no regrets. So I knew the jacket. Now, my my guy, um, that's uh, TNT Embroidery that's here in Delaware, I didn't know what he was going to do. It was more of a surprise to me. And I mean, he, he, I just gave a jacket to him and, you know, you, you, as you can see what the work that he did, um, you know, but the pants, the pants were actually done. They were made from a blanket that I made on Walmart, but, um, the kid, um, and they call her LaDon at Lincoln university, again, a Lincoln university student. I am heavy on making sure that anything that those kids at Lincoln have, I don't care if it's shirt, socks, sports bra sweatshirt t-shirt whatever they have i want to support because they could be doing so many other things that you know and like i told her you doing these pants for me is only going to make your name bigger which it did because i had multiple division one coaches reaching out like i need to know when you got those pants done you know um i think everybody and like everybody that i talked to was like where is she I, yep. it, I can tell that it was a blanket. <laughs> it used to be yep, a blanket. Yep, yep, yep. They, uh, and, you know, and the thing is, she actually made a pair of pants for one of our former players, Mackenzie Spencer, who I so, so apologize. I forgot. She, Mackenzie Spencer was another big-time impact player. I'm going to just say the whole 2019-2020 team because I don't want them to be like, Coach, you ain't say my name, but that whole team, <laughs> you know, they know. They special. Um, but Mackenzie Spencer, actually, she got she's an SG row. And I was like, where are you going to pass from? And she told me who her soror is, happened to be LaDon, what they call a Yanni. Um, she's an SG row. So I hit her up and was like, I need you to do me a solid. I need the pants made. So um, I went and got, you know, got the pants made and took them up. Well, I got the blanket made, took them up. And, um, you know, that's the product she put together. And, you know, it was, I don't even know if it was a coincidence or what, but Dawn Staley, it happens to be, is one of my, one of the basketball players and coaches till this day um, that I looked up to all my life. Um, mm-hmm. My birth, my 18th birthday cake was Dawn Staley. Um, I had her jersey. I used to walk around with her sneakers in a box. When I played, I used to wear a rubber band on my wrist to pop myself. I used to actually put a knee brace on because I saw her have one. So I thought it was the thing to do, <laughs> you know. So I put the knee brace on because she used to rock it. I cut my hair the same. Like, you couldn't tell me that, like, I wasn't Dawn Staley's little sister, um, you know, so <laughs> it was only right that I paid homage to her because I literally, I watched her win her national title in Dallas, and I was like, Dawn Staley's going on these pants because I watched her cut the net. She got to be a part of me cutting the net. So it was kind of, it was the, like divine order. And then, of course, the Lincoln logos, it was just, you know, this perfect school, water. Per- perfect, it, perfect. It was, it was, it was absolutely, it was a no brainer that, you know, so, um, yeah, that, that outfit, definitely people still talk about it. I will never wear it again. That's something that is that, that championship fit. And, you know, I did hear Stan Luter on uh, ESPN when I went back and everybody, like, you got to hear what they said. 
Tiffany Green mentioned something about the orange shoes I wore the first game. And, you know, Stan Luter, they did the old drip cam. And they said, if you make the drip cam, you'd be talked about for the rest of your life at CIAA. So, you know, yes. that was pretty darn cool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I tell you what, though, um, I don't care if I'm at Lincoln or wherever I'm at, ain't going to be nobody else that's going to come through tripping like that at CIAA. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely agree with you. Yes, that was definitely, like, I'm still, even at, you know, my friends of mine and everything, it's like, did you see that? You see the, the, the pants the, the, that the coach wore? I'm like, yeah, and she's my sister, so. <laughs> yeah. That's right, um, tell them, toot your horn. That's right, that's right, that's right. So I want to, um, I want to pivot away from, from Lincoln for a second and just talk about um, some things that, going on in women's sports. We know that, especially with it now being, you know, with March being women, uh, Women's History Month. Um, and I was, I, I was, so I was reading an article earlier uh, today and it was um, talking about, um, actually, let me pull it out right now. And it was talking about um, how, like players in the, in the W. Um, how they're working to secure their, you know, how they're working to secure their financial features. You know, the W wants their players to not go overseas um, and to stay, in the, you know, stay stateside during the, during the W's off, off season. But we have, we know that there's a huge pay disparity between the W, between players in the WNBA and um, players in the plays in the, you know, in, 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 the, in the NBA. Um, so want me to go ahead? Because I can tear it up. Go ahead. <laughs> I think so you know what Here's I'm, the thing. I'm, yep. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Men and women take showers. They put on some type of underwear, pants, shorts, um, whatever anybody is into, right? Everybody pretty much do the same. Everybody's routine is pretty much the same, right? And it's the same thing in sports. You got men and women sports for a reason. You got men's soccer, women's soccer, men's tennis, women's tennis, men's basketball, women's basketball. So why is it that the men can make 23.4 million uh, uh, or more and then the women make 30,000? or whatever the league minimum is, which I don't know. And then they have to bank on endorsements. Like Asia Wilson just happened to be one of the lucky ones where she don't mm-hmm. have to go overseas. But when you have like Diana Taurasi, why is Diana Taurasi going overseas to get a million? Why is Brittany Griner, who now is being held, you know, in prison over there for some hair oil uh, that they say she's illegally trying to transport drugs into the, you know, state, but yet this young lady just paid for your country. You just gave her millions, you know? Um, Why is it that women who could probably dominate some of the men, not all, you know, in the NBA have to go the extra mile to get that extra dollar when in this country, and, and they'll say, oh, well, that's because the WNBA is not as big as the NBA. And if they had more, you know, people watching it, or if they had more marketing or more this, I don't know how much more marketing you have to do. Like, 
the guys, I mean, Chris Paul and them do a great, don't get me wrong, like Kevin Durant, LeBron, Chris Paul, you know, all those guys do a great job of marketing, wearing the girls' jerseys to the games and, you know, supporting them and backing up the WNBA players, but yet they still have to go overseas right after their season is completed to go make the money that they're worth. It shouldn't be that way, you know. Um, why can't we love our, our, our American girls who give themselves up on a night-in and night-out basis to perform, you know, for, for us, you know, the same amount of, of respect, you know, Sue Bird, you know, again, Tarasi, Asia Wilson, and I'll take it even back, Yolanda Griffith, you know, Lisa Leslie, Dawn Staley, you know, Ruthie Bolton, Hollyfield, you know, why is it that all of those people had to go and, and work extra hard to get what they felt like they deserved. Like Dawn Staley now is getting to the bag, but she getting to the bag as a coach. She should have been getting to the bag as a player too. As a player. You know, she, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure she did well with the money that she was given, but think about all the times that these young ladies have to be away from their families, their relationships, you know, they play, they can say, Oh, well, their season too short. Okay. Well, damn it. Give them a longer season then, you know, or they'll say, uh, well, don't nobody really watch WNBA. Well, I beg to differ, you know, because the NBA has changed drastically from when I was younger. You know, I, I go back and I name off players that I used to watch, like the old Chicago Bulls, but BJ Armstrong was the point guard and John Paxton, you know, and all of them, like Tony Kukoc and Luke, Luke Longley, Luke, Luke Longley and, and Scottie Pippen and that group, you know, Horace Grant. They're like, who are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, Muggsy Bowles, Larry Bird. You know, Alonzo Mourning. People don't really. That's when back, the NBA was real raw. Like that's when it was really it. You know, now, I'm not taking nothing away from the NBA now, but you know, ain't nothing but a bunch of stretch forwards and three point shooters. Ain't nobody really getting to the bucket like back in the day. You know, so like with the WNBA, you know, they fought hard for that. What is it, twenty some plus high years now? But at the same time, we twenty some plus high. If the NBA was going, WNBA was going to fold, it would have folded the three. The, the first five years, because, you know, they say the first five years, the first five years, after you get to your fifth, sixth year, you on your way. So if it was going to fold, it would have been folded. So here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I can hear you say that in the beginning, because, yeah, you got to get the teams up. Yeah, you got to get the fans in. Yeah, you got to get your marketing up. But now what do you say? It's 20 some years later and we still talking about financials. We shouldn't be. Brittany Griner shouldn't be overseas making it. Brittany Griner is a killer. Diana Tarasi is a killer. Sue Bird is a killer. Asia Wilson is a killer. You know, even Becky Hammond, when she was playing, she was a killer. It's a reason why she's the head coach now for the Las Vegas Aces. You know? And, uh, and, a, reason was, it, and a reason, on the reason why she was, you know, and, and a reason why she was a, 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 a hot candidate to become an NBA head coach. Ex- exactly. And <laughs> exactly, you know, and the list goes on and on and on as to why all the time. But it's not even just that. Dawn Staley did it right. She has put a lot of pressure on these PWIs and these big power five schools with getting that contract. Because now as a black woman, these other schools, I think what 17 uh, black women made it to the uh, postseason, the NCAA. Now those schools are looking at Dawn if they want to secure their coaches that are bringing in that money that's getting them to these postseasons, that's constantly bringing in the millions and the alumni and the boosters and everything else. 
they're going to have to pay that money. You know? Absolutely. And Dawn, like, she'll tell you, man, I did this not just for me. I did this for everybody. We all deserve equal. Why is it that the men's side coaches getting all the money? You think about this. Gino is getting paid, paid. He a man, though. He's coaching mm-hmm. on the women's side. So why is it that Dawn and Coach Yo and them can't get the same amount of money that Gino get? They coaching girls, too. But, but again, we always got to argue about why we got, why, you know, we always got to go the extra mile. We got to argue. We got to get attorneys. We got to do this. We got we to gotta do more than what the men do. The men can go in there and say, this is what I'm worth. Here you go. No, no gripe, no nothing. Yo will go in the office and say, and I don't know, don't quote me on this. I don't know if she's ever had to do it because she's had multiple extensions when she got the old Miss, you know. But mm-hmm. if she go in there and say, I know what I'm worth. And they say, oh, well, you know what? You got to prove yourself for three more years. Why? When I came in, I ain't had no wins. You know, now I got 21 wins, 21, 22 wins. You know, it should be an automatic. Like, man, we got to keep her. What you want? You know, like we're doing, doing like this is this is what we doing. And I listened to her podcast, you know, and she had her attorney on there. And he bottom line is get what you're worth. And I will argue that down. You know, it shouldn't be constant arguments over the financial side of things because we're well qualified for any job out here. Black, white don't matter. You know, it just seems like the black women always got to go. You know, we always got to crawl. Whereas in the other, you know, not, you know, I ain't doing no race thing because I'm far from that. But like everybody else, they they just walking. You know, I know Dawn Staley had made a mention at the LSU thing. Love Kim Mulkey to death. You know, she's part of the reason why I, you know, get dressed on the sideline because I'm like, man, I'm Kim Mulkey on the sideline. But when Nikki, when Nikki Fargus was at LSU, that if you look at the fan base when Nikki Fargus was there, and look at the fan base now that Kim Mulkey is at LSU, why wasn't the support equal? Why was why is Kim Mulkey bag bigger than Nikki Fargus bag? One just happened to be lighter than the other. You know, but then, you know, when people say, well, I, I always got to make it a race thing. It's not about that. It's just that for me, I feel like they don't, you know, what you don't think that you want us to get all these big time players, all these all Americans and everything like that and bring you all this money into the university. But yet you don't want to pay me equal. But then as soon as one of my other counterparts come in, that's not the same color as me. You giving them the bag. You know, that's just not OK. And that's the same thing with the WNBA, like. It makes they work just as hard as the men. They got to train. They got to show up every day and put on. They have to do the same thing LeBron do. And for women, we got to work harder, you know? And naturally, men just have, you know, they have that ability to be able to do a lot more because their testosterone is different. That's my take on it. Keep us home. Um, Anything you uh, want to follow up on that? Or? Oh, no, I absolutely agree. Um, <laughs> a lot of, I feel like it should just be equal pay. And the reason why, there are a lot of garbage-ass players in the NBA, and they're getting the bag. And I'd be like, there's no way. You should not be worth $7 million. 
like I feel like they should spread that out equally because there are a lot of people who are honestly just sitting on the bench getting a check. Meanwhile, stars for the WNBA, and I'm talking stars, even people in the starting five, they're getting the bare minimum. It's almost like having like a CEO salary versus like a secretary. And that, that's how it, in my eyes, how I see it. So I just think equal pay works for me personally. Yeah, I mean, so going back to, going back to the article I was referencing, it was um, actually a week up. Bawale and Nafisa Kalia's podcast, um, and Asia Wilson was, uh, I guess, host on that show. So, uh, Enrique and Nafisa Kalia, you had Enrique, who was the 2021 WNBA All-Star MVP, and Nafisa Kalia, who was, who was a gold medalist. They made last year a teacher salary, $58,710. Asia Wilson was making that, she, she was making 70 before she got a new, before she just got a new contract. Now she's at, uh, for this season, 196000 And next season, she's at 202000 Great, go, go back to your, go right back to your point. You got scrubs sitting, the 12th man on the bench making Two three million dollars. It's just it, it, it is just completely not fair. And the excuse not, they're going to use the excuse they're going to use where their season is shorter, which is a horrible. That's exactly why they, that's why they need to be paid more. They, they, they need is, to be paid more. Yeah. So let's look at this trade off. Okay, their season is shorter, but. That season may be shorter, like three months, basically in summer from May to September. But they're look at all the games they're packing in. Like, you know, they're having two, three games, two, two, three, two, three, sometimes four games a week. So what are you so if you're gonna make that argument, I'm, I'm just make, the da- make the make the damn season longer, like like Sherelle said. Make it longer then. Um and there's no way if you have the the WNBA, who is backed by the NBA, by the way, there's no reason why I, you know, a superstar like an Angel Wilson is making 196000 She should be used to making 500 to a million without having to go, without having to go overseas. Um, that so, was a question um, that I had also, was why, why won't they make the WNBA season longer? It doesn't need to be because it's going to it's going to interfere. It's going to interfere with the men. They don't want that. Yeah. I don't even I don't even want to say it'll interfere with the men. I just I think with the WNBA, there's no disrespect to the women in the NBA and the WNBA. Their season is the per, like the NBA season don't need to be as long as it needs to be. Like careers are cut short because the season's too fucking long. In, in my personal mm-hmm. opinion, like it's extended for no reason. Eighty-two games is a lot of games. I understand. Like you got what October to like June because they're trying to get people, you know, that aren't watching football. I feel like certain sports should have a season, like even like high school, college, like they have a season. That's completely fine. I'm completely fine with the WNBA having the summer because in my personal opinion, I like going to WNBA games. I like watching the games live, watching them on TV. The reason why we can't is because the networks themselves don't want to pay the WNBA players for that coverage. That's my biggest contention with if we have the WNBA season, honestly, just pay the players more, the seasons matter more. 
the reason why the players, they say logically for the NBA, the reason why they get paid as much is because the season's that long. That's not true. There are a lot of motherfuckers who are getting paid mega millions and they play fucking 40 games. If the NBA, like I would say, if they cut the games by half, they would have to go with the contention of, okay, well, we have 40 games. The WNBA has 40 games. They pay them equally. That's the only reason why they aren't paying the WNBA players that much. Because if their season was 82, they would have to pay them more. But I feel like with the WNBA, they have the perf- they have the sweet spot when it comes to sports. Because when they have the offseason, you know what they can do? They can spend time with their family. They can also go and make money you know, overseas. The w- I'm sorry, the NBA, they don't get that. That's why I'm like, okay, like keep the WNBA exactly what it is, but pay them NBA money because they have no excuse at that point. But once you start saying, okay, you know, we want to have 82 games then you have wear and tear on women's bodies. Same thing with men, but it's like, oh, like they are more liable for those injuries. And then you Mm -hmm. have to worry about adding more teams and then you have to go and recruit more players. I feel like the cream of the crop make it to the WNBA. That's why they need to be Which which I think is, which I think is unfair too, because I think it's a lot of people that get left off. Oh, it's, a lot of, it's, a, it's a lot of great college athletes that if you if you don't go first round, even if you go second mm-hmm. round, you got to go to training camp. And then it's a possibility you don't make that roster. Then what? You get, you're Now you're going overseas. So your dreams of being a, a true NBA, yeah, you're going to be a, a, a draftee, but at the same time, you're never going to be able to suit up for them because they already have mm-hmm. nine people already, but they only carry, what, 11, 12-man roster? Mm-hmm. Well, and then they, they got you, two two slots already for the trade game. So you really only have mm-hmm. one or two slots open. Yeah. So you, you made a good point. I appreciate that. So you actually may have changed my vote just a little bit with this. I still I'm still of the mindset of it. Need, it doesn't need to be as long as the NBA, because I feel like the NBA is long. And Lou and Q will tell you, I don't give a shit about the NBA until after All-Star break. I made it crystal clear mm-hmm. and it's like the truth, like nothing about the NBA matters until February, in my personal opinion. So with the WNBA, I would say, okay, like, because it starts what, like June? I think it's like the first May, yeah. second week of June. May. No, it ain't so, May, June. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so yeah, like May, May June. September. I would, yeah, and that's the thing. I would keep it like that. Just have more games. Maybe expand because how many teams are in the WNBA? Is it like, is it 16? It's 12. It's 12. Damn, it, it, it's really 12? That's fucked up. So and I'm with only all saying these arenas, like it, with yeah. all these arenas, so you got all these Orlando arenas, don't have a team. Charlotte don't have a team yeah. no more. Well, Philly don't have a team. San Antonio all outside have a team. <clears throat> in any, I feel like how they do like MLS and how they do like baseball. Like if there's a market for that team, they should have that team. Like I understand like the Atlantas and the the Floridas and like even a DC thing. Like you and I, we we got into it because I was really disappointed in um like the was the, the owner of the wizards because they pretty much like they had to give the mystics their own stadium and then they like bullshit it on the stadium it's a nice stadium but it's like you put them out of the way so people can't go view it's like intentionally so they can't go view those games you know what i mean so instead instead of it being in like center city like you know the actual like you know the wizards and stuff are so i would say keep it where it is may to september because that runs right into the nba season um, and then obviously add, I'd say maybe like eight expansion teams because every other sport can do it. Like MLS every year, they have like a team or two that comes in baseball. They have too many fucking teams, uh, division teams. stuff like They all have too many teams. The WNBA, 
12 teams, that's egregious. I didn't even know that until now. So that's new information. So I would say eight expansion teams. And then obviously you still have room for like Winter Olympics, Summer Olympics and stuff like that. And if you have more expansion teams, that means, like you said, more people get played, you know, more people Mm -hmm. get paid. But I just like there are certain players like if I listed them off, I don't know if you have any political like affiliation with any of these players. Some of them are absolute bums. JaVale McGee perpetually is a bum in my eyes. Like he has <laughs> he has rings, he has rings, and I appreciate him, but that man is garbage. Like any anybody who scores on an opponent's basket to me is garbage. Nick Young for at, years at was garbage. As a professional, making money. There there are players right now that uh who, who was it? Um actually I I'll give you a perfect example. Kevin Garnett said this shit uh yesterday at his uh Jersey retirement, right? So he was mentioning the players and stuff like that. And he specifically mentioned a player that I guess, I guess the word, the way he had said it was, well, I know we did good. And when we're up by 30 and they pretty much bring the scrubs in, what the fuck are they there for then? Like, I get it. Like they feel like they're filler, but I'm like, yo, they're, and I'm looking at the salaries. I'm like, wait, wait a fuck. They're making like three, 400,000. Mm-hmm. And they play, an to av- be a they play an average of two. But not even a towel boy. When I found out that the average, like the 12th man on like the NBA roster literally plays 211 minutes in 82 games, 211 minutes in 80, that means that literally when they get blown out or when somebody needs a break, they come in there for a minute and a half per game on average. And they get 300,000. So yeah, I feel like the WNBA, like, and you know, somebody will say, well, Greg, why don't you want the season as long as the NBA? I, it don't need to be. In my personal opinion, it doesn't. Just pay them. Pay them the equivalent. That way they can be like, you know what? Like, we do what you do. We make what you make. And we ain't got to make it that long. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about uh, Tarasi or something talking about, oh, well, she has to sit out 28 games because she injured herself in fucking May. And now we won't see her again until August or September. That, mm-hmm. that shit pisses me off when I see, like, uh, Anthony Davis. Oh, he's out for fucking 16 games. What a season already too goddamn long, man. And the players right. now, they, it's kind of like a players' league where they just sit there and they're like, you know what? Like, oh, and I think it's, it's Popovich's fault. He's lost me so much money in like DraftKings and FanDuel and shit by just benching players for no unknown fucking reason. Oh, and person, that's you know, another he thing. He's his toe on the way in here. Mm-hmm. So that's another load thing. They can, I'm just, they can pick and choose when they want to yep. play. Like you think about it, and I know LeBron. LeBron, he rests his body. You know, he's like, oh, I'm sitting this mm-hmm. game. I'm sitting this game. Well, the WNBA women. I, it, what if they chose to sit a game? I bet they lose their salary exactly. for the day. LeBron doesn't lose his yep. salary for the day. He he sits. He sits. Yeah, it, it it just has to be guaranteed to me. Like when I say guaranteed, like they need to put it in writing. And I understand, like you got Chris Paul, LeBron, and Durant. Like they advocate. Like I want to say recently, like, I think it's uh, today. Like actually, I'm giving it a positive award to Kyrie because he hired his stepmom as like, mm-hmm. his manager. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. I'm like, dang, like that, that's big for me. And I'm not the biggest Kyrie fan at all. So when I see stuff like that, I'm like, okay, if you know for a fact you make enough money to like facilitate hiring family and stuff like that, why can't you, the league, who's making money for everything under the sun? You don't want to pay the college players. You don't want to pay the women. Why not? You have the money. Clearly you have the money. Right. So Absolutely. just pay. So, I mean, that's pretty much my final thoughts when I think it's kind of bullshit my eyes. So I haven't really spoken much. You've said so much and I appreciate it. But when it comes mm-hmm. to WNBA, like just keep it what it is, just pay them more. 
because the women Absolutely. will be happy, the league will be happy, and honestly, I the way that the tickets are sold for the WNBA, I'm like, wait a minute, like the tickets, like just raise the fucking price. It, it's not that mm-hmm. they use like they use the WNBA tickets, in my personal opinion, like like the the summer like the summer field trip, and I, I know that sounds yep. disrespectful, but it's true. Sure. Like, okay, well, what are, what are we doing on a Tuesday? You know, we have a summer camp. Hey, the Mystics are playing at you know two thirty when you know nobody cares. Like, and it's no offense, but it's the truth. Like Tuesday at two o'clock, like summer camp, everybody's either at work or people are at summer camp. Oh, the Mystics are playing. Like this game, like nobody really knows it's on because there's no promotion. Hey, we're giving out you know fifty tickets to a school and they come in and then you go into the stadium. And you're like, yo, what? Where is everybody? Oh, that's because like the stadium's out of the way or there was no promotion. Put some advertisements mm-hmm. in there. Like on and. Somebody told me this and I didn't know if it was true or not. I have to fact check it. They said that the the women announcers on like ESPN and Fox Sports and stuff like that get paid more than the actual athletes for the WNBA. I can can believe it. I can believe believe it. So, yeah, just pay more, man. I've talked enough, but yeah, just pay them more. All right. Um, That one exactly the conversation that I wanted, wanted to have. Um, and that's a perfect lead-in to the final, just the, the final college, well, college basketball related until we talk about March Madness. Um, NIL rights. I know this is something that, you know, now that it's new, you know, players can now sign name, image, and likeness for, uh, um, deals and everything. Sherelle, how do you how do you think that's gonna change or is going to change or has changed the landscape of college sports and, and specifically um college basketball. And I preface this by saying um it's nice that the women are getting those NIL rights there's you know, a story uh, a couple of weeks ago where Paige Becker's through her NIL deal, but uh, gave all of her teammates new shoes. But yeah, it was new, new shoes and like new equipment that, um, based on her, her NIL deal. So how do you, uh, like that? Uh, so my question is, how do you think that has changed? <clears throat> and looking looking in the, looking into the future, um, will continue to change the the co- uh, college sports. So so for me. I say it this way. These universities make buku money off of the men and the women, right? You think about Kentucky, Dukes, and I'm talking about the big name schools, the Dukes, UNC, South Carolina, uh, the Gators, uh, Ole Miss, you know, all those big, big name schools for years, they have been making killer millions and millions and millions, maybe billions of dollars off of these athletes. Like, you know, think about uh, my man at, at Duke uh, a couple years ago. What's his name? Um, he paid for the Pelicans now. Um, think about him. Zion. Yeah, Zion. You know how much money he brought in? You know, he's not a part of the NIL the NIL deal. But if he was, maybe his foot wouldn't have bust through them Nikes. You know, um, these kids putting their lives on the line, you know, every night, you know, putting their bodies on the line, too you know, um, playing for this university, they putting on a show, you know, because all the alum wants to see their schools win. You know, I think it's a great thing that now they're able to benefit off of the work that they're putting in because if you sell them my jersey in a school store, 
you rocking my name on the back, but I don't get no benefit from it. How does that work? You know, and you know, you and I both know as a college student, I don't care what division you go, you struggling unless your parents are millionaires. You know, the schools can only give you but so much. You know, ain't nobody going to get into no NCAA violation to make sure that you got money in your pocket. And, you know, uh, you got, you know, the necessities that you need to, to make it through school, because regardless of what, you know, what division you at, they can't they can't do certain stuff for you. Now, with this NIL deal where everybody can get like, you know, Destiny Henny, she got to deal with Reebok, you know, Paige got a deal, you know, and um, Aaliyah Boston got the Crocs. And she got some other type of deal, you know, but if you're going to be plastering my name all across social media and, you know, across this university and everybody wearing my name on the back, why shouldn't I benefit from that? If I go out and buy a Bones Holland jersey and for Den- from Denver, he's going to benefit from that, you know? So why can't the kids at the college level benefit? You know, I think it's awesome. And I think as time go on, it's going to help the other divisions. Like, okay, I know the kids at, you know, Lincoln, they were signing with this M chat, I don't know, it was some t-shirt where the kids can get their name on the back, you know, people, it, for me, it was almost like a fundraiser for the Division Two level because, you know, those kind of athletes, they kind of wanted to put it out there, but I think it's going to uh, uh, trickle down, you know, once the, the Division One, you know, um, kind of get that thing, you know, uh, settled in, and I think once these other big high-profile athletes start, you know, going to the, the, the Division Two level, um, you know, or even the HBCUs, you think about um, where Dion at, Jackson State, you know, and all the stuff that they got going on, you know, granted, they look at them, they're not like a power five uh, a, a school, but they're HBCU, but, you but know, Dion is, and, and Dion is, he's, Dion is, is getting five star recruits to come to Jackson and he's State. Spe- exactly. And he's stealing them from the Ohio's, you know, the, the, the Alabama's, the Florida's, he's getting those kids that would have been going to those power five schools, you know, now he, and they going to an HBCU. So, you know, they're getting pissed off about that anyway. But at the same time, I think it's about time for us to go to our schools, because again, you're benefiting off of us at your school and we don't get any of that. But what about the kids that's coming from the parents that don't have? You know, and the only way out was that athletic scholarship. But that's all they have is athletic scholarship. They don't have no money to go to the grocery store. They don't have money to go put, uh, you know, get socks if they socks got holes in them. You know, like with them being able to get this money in their pocket and benefit off of the things that they're doing, I think is great. They should have been started doing it, though. It shouldn't have been just now, you know, because Jordan should have been paid, you know. Uh, Rasheed Wallace should have been paid, you know. Um, but I think so much again with the NCAA has changed, you know, and and maybe this changed because it was so many violations before. Who knows? We don't know all, but you know, in order to get them big name kids, you know, gun well, some violations was happening. Booster, with the boosters. A booster, a booster, exactly. So to avoid to avoid it, well, let us let everybody eat. So now the NCAA don't have to worry about handing out all these fines. Let's make it easy. If they sign this NIL deal, I ain't got to worry about it. So whatever happens, you know, happen like look at LeBron. Remember, they was trying to uh, uh, prevent him from playing in the, uh, the high school championship games because somebody gave him a jersey and all that other stuff, you know. And why couldn't the kid get a jersey? It ain't like, you know, but the minute you you hand off something, 
you know, now all of a sudden that's perks and everything. So now even the high school kids can sign NILs. You know, so now you don't have to get into who's violating anything. And again, you don't have to worry about these universities getting all these hefty fines because, you know, at some point they were getting them. You know, you find out like how much attention did that Hummer draw when LeBron mom or whoever, you know, got him that Hummer. You know, whether mom had the credit or not, they knew he was going to the league. So what that truck was going to be paid off as soon as he signed his name. You know, mom wanted to get him something that drew a bunch of attention. He going there wearing a, a hockey jersey or whatever kind of jersey it was that drew attention. But if he had that NIL deal, it wouldn't even been nothing to, to discuss. You know, so I think it's, it's fair game. You know, I see Destiny Hennessy from South Carolina. She got multiple streams. She even got her own clothing line. You know, so why not? Why not? Dawn Staley rocking her gear. You know, again, would you rather these kids be out here robbing, robbing banks and, 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 and selling drugs on the corner? You know, trying to make it through college, knowing that they came from, you know, rough upbringings anyway, or allow their, you know, athletic abilities to, to you know, to give them a couple of dollars to put in their pockets the legal way. So I think it's great. I just hope that the Division twos, um can get it going, you know, and the lower level Division threes, JUCOs and everybody else around can also eat the way that these, you know, bigger uh, Division one schools are eating. Well, players rather. Okay. I uh, definitely appreciate definitely appreciate that. I think it yeah, I definitely agree that it's past time for players to be paid. Like you said, the schools are making the schools are making hell of a lot of money, millions and millions of dollars off of their athletic performance and when they get you know, and it, and you like you said, these kids can barely you know, the scholarship say, Oh, we're on the board but the fact of the matter is, kids are going hungry. Yeah, they're going, they're going hungry, or you know, they don't have, or they're wearing, they're wearing old clothes that you know. Aside from you know the athletic gear that the that the, that the program gives them, <clears throat> but also think about the think about the shoe companies and apparel companies that's you know doing it. Nike, Under Armour, Adidas. Um, they're still they're benefiting off they're benefiting off the players and the players and the players aren't getting anything from it. So mm-hmm. I agree. I I agree one hundred percent. I think I think this was a much needed change. Um, it gives the kids a chance to get through school without having to, without having to go hungry or like you said, you know, having to do or participate in negative things that could jeopardize their jeopardize their career their potential mm-hmm. uh potential after they after they leave school. And like, it has happened happened. though. You know, it's happened. And and you know, we can call it, hey, you just been a knucklehead, or we can call it like desperate time calls for desperate measures. Who knows? You know? Mm-hmm. We don't know their situation. You know, they probably can't call home and say, Hey mom, can I get, you know, a couple dollars so I can eat, you know, the calf closed at five thirty or six o'clock. We all know how that ca- when the calf closed, you hungry. Calf shut down at six o'clock. You might have had class, so you might have missed the calf. Now what? You don't got no money. You know what are you gonna do? It's only but so much Exactly, it's only but so much noodles and popcorn you gonna eat. So yeah, it it was definitely you know time. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Um, 
Well, let's get into some March Madness. So the brackets, like I said, for the men's and women's were released yesterday. Excuse me. I'm going to go um, over the brackets. But before I do, uh, we have, we are sponsoring a bracket challenge. Uh, Greg, you want to give the details about that real quick? Yeah, so we have the brackets that we're doing, basically bracket games on CBS. Um, we'll put it in the show notes so everybody who can wants to join, you can join. We have it on all the streaming platforms that you can, you know, do whatever, like social media, Instagram, Twitter, and all that. Basically, each person gets three brackets, um, and hopefully you can win. Q swears up and down that he's going to win. Um, the only reason he wins is because I'm a terrible person, and I always end up, you know, picking a, a low seed to win or <laughs> picking like a dark horse. So he's, he's beat me in recent years, but I'm starting to get better. Um, I will say, full disclosure, I cared less about college basketball this year because I was fully engulfed in the NFL. So what I did was I cheated a little bit this year. I went and um, I looked at some teams. I looked at their coaches and I looked at their ranks for the defense. I feel like there's going to be a defensive you know, tournament this year. And a lot of my picks you're not going to agree with, but that's what's going to make me win. So if you want to join that, the links, I'll post it up in a second. They'll also be on Twitter if anybody wants to follow that. We have until Thursday when the game starts. So if you register tonight, you can fill out your brackets up until Thursday. Exactly. So with that being said, back to you. Yeah, Thursday, uh, so brackets will lock Thursday at 12 15. The first, uh, first round begins. Uh, so you'll have up until then to fill out your bracket if you want to uh, participate in our bracket challenge for this uh, for this year's tournament. So with that being said, let's go through and start with the men's and start with the men's and then um, go over to the women's. Um, so the men's tournament. Um, we have the first four that starting that starts tomorrow. The first two games of the first four that starts tomorrow. The second two is on Wednesday. And then, as I said, the first round begins on Thursday. All right. So in the, <clears throat> in the East, I'm sorry, I'm starting with the West. In the West, we have the number one overall seed, uh, Gonzaga. They will be playing in Georgia State. Uh, we have Boise State. Is it Boise State? Yeah, as the number eight seed, they'll be playing the number nine seed, Memphis. Um, got you, got you, Greg. Uh, we have the five seed, Connecticut Huskies, playing New Mexico State as the 12th. Uh, the fourth seed is Arkansas. They'll be playing the school that is. Um, we have Alabama as the sixth seed playing Rutgers. I think that's going to be an upset. Um, Texas Tech will be playing uh, Middle Tennessee State. Um, Michigan State at seven will be playing Davidson. I think that's going to be an upset. And the number two seed in the West is Duke, and they will be playing um, CSF. I'm not seeing this the abbreviations right now. Um, Cal, Cal State Fullerton. Cal State Fullerton. Thank you, Lou. Thank you. You're Lou. welcome. All right. In the South, we have the number one seed Arizona Wildcats. I think they're playing Bryant. 
Um, the number eight seed Seton Hall playing TCU as the nine. Uh, Houston as the five seed will be playing U the University of Alabama at Birmingham, or UAB. Uh, Illinois is the fourth seed and they're playing Chattanooga. Um, the sixth seed is that Cal State? No. Got me out, Lou. If you can see the, if you can see the team names. Um, Colorado State. Colorado State, thank you. They're playing Michigan, who should not have been in the tournament at all. Uh, the three seed is Tennessee, and they're playing, is that Longwood? Yes. Okay, good. Um, the seven seed, Ohio State Buckeyes, are playing, um, is that Loyola Chicago? Yes. Yes. Okay. And the number two seed, Villanova Wildcats, are playing Sherelle's uh, uh, Delaware former head coach Daryl Mosley Delaware Blue Hens. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, it's the first time I think they said in school history where the men and women for Delaware um, are dancing together. Well, that's that's big. That's big. All right. In the East, we have the number one seed Baylor Bears playing Norfolk State. UNC at number eight is playing the ninth seed Marquette. Um, St. Mary's College is the fifth seed, and they're playing Wyoming. I, I see Wyoming. I think that's going to be a buzzer beater. Um, and Wyoming is going to beat um, St. Mary's. Uh, UCLA is the fourth seed, and they're playing Arkansas. No, Akron. I mean, Akron. Akron. Akron, sorry. Um, the sixth seed is Texas. Playing Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is in another is on another planet right now. They're the hottest team in the country. Um, and the way they and the way they beat Duke in the ACC in the ACC championship game, Virginia Tech is going to be a team to watch out for. Mm -hmm. um, Purdue at three seed is playing Yale. And did you notice? Like, okay, you got Yale, Ivy League school, and they spelled they spelled. The shirts were all spelled, the championship shirts were all spelled, had, had a whole bunch of the spelling. Come on down, this is jail we're talking about. <laughs> um, the seventh seed, Murray State, is playing San Francisco. Or am I, is that San Francisco, Lou? Yes, it is. Yes, sir. Cool. All right, great. And the Kentucky Wildcats is playing uh, SPU. Who's that? St. Peter's. St. Peter's from out of New Jersey. All right. Um, and in the Midwest, Kansas is the number one seed. They're playing Texas Southern. Uh, San Diego State is going against Creighton, and that's the 8-9 matchup. Iowa, the fifth seed, is playing Richmond. I think Richmond's going to – I think Richmond gets Iowa out of there. Um, Providence, the fourth seed, is playing – uh, San Diego State. Nope, That's South Dakota State. South Dakota State. Thank you. Um, as the four thirteen game, uh, LSU, who doesn't have a head coach now. Speaking of recruitment violations, um, as the six seed, they're playing. Is that Iowa State? Yep. Uh, Wisconsin is the three seed. Is playing Colgate, USC. And Miami is the 10 game. 
and Auburn is playing, is that Jackson Valley State? Uh, Jacksonville State, I believe. Jacksonville State. As the and they're the fifteen uh, Jacksonville is the fifteen seed. So that's the that's the men's um, that's the men's bracket. Um, who wins the NCAA championship this year? Whoa, 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 whoa! No, Arizona. We, we, No, whoa, 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 whoa! We, we ain't going to jump. No, no, because see, we still the the thing hasn't started yet. It hasn't started yet. I don't want to know y'all votes. I want to know y'all dark horses. Let, let, let's start there. Okay, that, that's a that's a good question. So who do you? All right. So we'll go. Uh, we'll go over your question, Greg. Who's the dark horse of this tournament? Who? Um. I, let, let, let me try to start with the first round because I have a few. <laughs> if, you, okay. if you don't mind. Um, no, go ahead. So, and in the first round, here are some upsets that I have. Um, on the left hand side. So you know, I'm not even gonna go by what is it? Uh, in the West, my upset I got Vermont beating Arkansas, and I have Davidson beating Michigan State. Um, okay. In the East, I have Akron beating UCLA. I have Virginia Tech beating Texas. And I have San Francisco beating Murray State. In the South, I have Chattanooga going to the Elite Eight. That's how far I got them going. I got wow. Uh, ten- yeah, I got Tennessee upsetting Longwood. Everybody keeps thinking Longwood's going to do something. I got them upsetting. I have Loyola beating Ohio State in the first round. I have South Dakota State beating Providence. Don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I don't know why. I just I have a feeling about them. I also have Iowa actually beating Richmond, even though I don't believe in Iowa. But I also have Iowa in the final four. Um, and finally, I have USC losing to Miami. That that's in one bracket. Um, the other bracket's worse. Uh, the other bracket's definitely worse. The other bracket, I have Murray going as an upset. I got Davidson beating Duke, and uh, I have Vermont. Losing to Zag. So, but I also have, actually, I'll tell you the thing at the end. But those are my uh, upsets. The dark horse for me is Chattanooga. I just like that name. But, so that's my. Oh. <laughs> well, I should, instead of dark horse, I should say Cinderella. Mm-hmm. I should say. Oh, mm-hmm. then it's definitely Chattanooga. Chattanooga is your Cinderella? Okay. So, <clears throat> Lou, who's, your, who's the Cinderella or would you just <clears throat> well, my well, Cinderella. What number seed and below do I have to go? Like, are you talking like a, a 12, 13 seed, somebody like that? Yeah. Yep. Let's, let's do let's do below 10, uh, 10, 10 seed, ten seed or below. Cinderella, uh, South Dakota State. Okay. I like that pick. I like that pick. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> they're, I think they're going to surprise yeah. Providence first round, and they could even make it to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that, too. Um, if, if We're going 10 because I picked uh, 13 seeds. Um, dang. My, I want to say Davidson. Cause, I mean, they had, like, the way that Duke was playing, like you said, Q, they played like shit. So I, I feel like. Davidson can beat Michigan State, and it can beat Duke. The issue is which Texas Tech is going to end up showing up in the Sweet 16. That could be a Cinderella for Davidson. And 
you know for a fact uh, Steph Curry's going to be at one of those two games. So, of course. yeah, Davidson's my, you know, that's my squad. Yeah. And the Nuga. And the Nuga. That's their nickname now. The Nuga. <laughs> the Nuga. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, Sherelle. Who, who's your I'll name? be honest. I haven't really looked at this bracket for the men, but I did have the opportunity to see Virginia Tech play against Duke. And they had, you know, as when they talk about first four teams out, they had Tech not even making the NCAA tournament. So I'm right. I'm Yep, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. That's my little Cinderella thing. But I'm not sleeping on Norfolk State because, you know, remember one time Norfolk State knocked off UNC, which was the number one seed. That is a fact. Well, they were were two two seeds. Oh, no, no, no. No, Norfolk was the... No, UNC was number one. And Norfolk State was the 16th seed. Mm. I'm thinking... Yes, you're right. Because the only other 16 to be the number one was when when Virginia lost. That was four years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember that clear as day. I think Greg, we were at the bar watching that game. <laughs> um, yes, so sir. I would say my my Cinderella my Cinderella is going to be. UAB. This is who they, I like that. This is, who, this is who they're So they're playing Houston. Houston just did not deserve a 5C at all. They're going to beat they're going to beat Houston. And they'll play the Illinois and Chattanooga. I can see UAB getting this. I can see them in this week 16. And then they have to play Arizona and that's when they'll run with him. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I can I can definitely see UAB getting two upsets. I can see them getting two upsets. The first and second round. Well, you and I are going to have to make a we have to make a bet. If UAB and Chattanooga end up in the second round, well, we 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 gotta we gotta have a bet because I can't have your dark horse beating my dark horse. And the Nuga is not losing to a team that literally sounds like a, like an ingredient for like Sprite. Like, what the hell is UAB? <laughs> so, like, yeah, like you, you, UAB sounds like urinary tract infection. It's like, oh, you got oh UAB. It sound, yeah, like so. No, the Nuga is going to win. Shout out! To, you know what? My my kids are gonna go to Chattanooga. I don't even know where the hell that's at. Where, where's Chattanooga? Tennessee. It sounds like French. Tennessee. Never mind. I take it back. Tennessee. I take it all back. I take it all back. Chattanooga. I love the team. My kids are not going to Tennessee, and then they have to grow up being a Titans fan, or even worse, Dallas because they're close to. Yeah. So you know what? Let, let's just go ahead and just say Chattanooga is going to beat UAB. They'll play Arizona. I hope they beat Arizona. So then they can play Tennessee, and that's how I want it. I want that to be a battle of Tennessee in the Elite Eight. Chattanooga and Tennessee. So yeah. Hugh, what's the bet? Okay. What's the bet? Do you have to wear another Houston Texans jersey or what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Actually, you know what? Ooh, ooh. I, I, Go ahead. I, I got to. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Here's the bet. If 
your team loses, which is UAB, in our, in our uh, football league next season, the first six weeks of the season, you can't pick the Washington Commanders to win any games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that should be too hard when Carson Wentz is your quarterback. Wow. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm that down. So you have to give me a bet, though. So what's the, so if I win uh, Commanders for six weeks. No Commanders for six weeks. Oh, okay. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Uh, and, and Q, just real quick, I just wanted to say you your Houston take for for the brackets. Uh-huh. Um, I got Houston going to the Final Four in one of my brackets. Oh, I need to oh, I wow. need to know what I need to know what baths what baths you're you're inhaling because Houston is not getting to the Final Four. They probably oh, won't another bet. make it out of the first round. Oh, oh, oh another bet. They're not going to make it out of the first round. That right, is upset. Oh, we made another bet. That's upset <laughs> city right there. Well, you you said they're not oh, making on. it out of the first round. They're not making it out of the first round. They they play in, they play UAB. They're, UAB is going to beat them. Uh, you, just see how, you just see how Houston played in the in the AAC championship in, 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 in the in the American um tournament. Not good. No, I did not. Not good. Yeah, we, 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 I need a bet. I need a bet for that. I already wrote it down. Q and Lou. Houston won't get out of the first. That's a hot take. That's a spicy may may right there. I like that. They're not going to get out of the first round. They're not. They're not. And I, I saw like all these reports that you know, they had one of the stories was the look on Houston's players' faces when they got picked as when they when it was announced that they was a five seed and they all looking downtrodden and everything. Like how in the world did you expect to be a higher seed? No, no, no. Do you think see, they actually thought that they deserved to be a four seed or higher? Heck no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You, you come up with the bet and then I'll, I'll see if I agree with it. How's that? <sighs> oh man. I love these bets. Oh goodness! All right, we're gonna keep it non-financial. Right, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, shoot, I, I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat the, I'm gonna copy the bet that I have with Greg that um, if a deer doesn't run past my house, um, (laughs) um, if Houston. If Houston loses, mm-hmm. which I say they are, you can't pick you can't pick Pittsburgh for six weeks. Fair enough. I'm cool with that. Okay. But right. if right. Houston wins, if Houston wins that first game, you can't pick Washington the second half of the football season. Oh, you know, this is so wow. good. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> sir. Yes, sir. I'll type it, carry on. Yes. Deal. We got a deal? Deal. 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 Oh, man. Oh, boy. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. Well, I'm already mad. I mean, I'm already mad. I'm already 
actually, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't mind not picking <laughs> the commander. Madness name. Um. All right. So we got the dark horses out the way. Now let's get to the nitty gritty. Who is going to prevail in the tournament this year? Who's winning it all? Who's winning six games in a row to take the title? Um, I got either Texas Tech or Tennessee. Wow. Arizona. Mm. I mean, I don't want to pick Gonzaga. Everybody's going to pick Gonzaga. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go Kentucky. Uh, they played like crap. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> they That's played so horrible, doesn't they? Say that. Like, oh, they played like shit trash. All right, my pick? I'm going against the grain. Auburn. Oh, yeah. I like that pick, too. Yeah. And they're going to play with a little chip on their shoulder because they were really... Until they had that loss, they were going to be um, a number one seed. They were going to be the number one overall seed. Yep. <laughs> they were going to run a yep. number one overall seed. So, yeah. I actually had Auburn losing to either Wisconsin or Iowa. So, um, I might have to reevaluate that because y- y'all, are, y'all are talking me into this Auburn thing. So, yeah. <clears throat> Do I really think Wisconsin can go that far? I might have to rethink the Iowa pick because that means they got to get past what uh, South Dakota State, Kansas, and either Wisconsin or Auburn. Yeah, um, I may have to go with Auburn, at least in the Final Four. I'm still thinking Tennessee or Texas Tech. It's a T. It's a, it's a T. Tennessee. So, this is doubt. Yeah, but the, the reason why is because I got a feeling about Tennessee. Because they're old, because Ryan Tannehill is a shit quarterback. And then Texas <laughs> oh, Tech God. should win something because, <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. And then Texas Tech has to win something because Dak Prescott can't. So, yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm sorry. Elon, and I'm a Dallas <laughs> fan, but please. <laughs> well, Q, can I say something really quick? I know we're on the NCAA bracket. Um, Go ahead. Someone near and dear to us sent me a message about. Dak Prescott being uh, I guess like somebody in the locker room said that Dak Prescott is nothing but a black Kirk Cousins and I can't unsee that shit. That is funny. I can't unsee it neither. That <laughs> is funny as shit. Oh, but, oh, you know, that's wow. It's, they said that he's, he's a Kirk Vanilla. Oh man. Kirk Vanilla. Oh. You know what? You gotta go. <laughs> oh, <that's crazy. laughs> All right, all right, now, moving right along. We're done with the men's side for now until next week. Uh, and moving, moving over to the women's brackets. Um, <clears throat> starting in the Greensboro region, region, we have the number one seed, South Carolina Gamecocks, playing Howard or, um, UI, or UIW. The eight. Nine game is Miami and South Florida. And that's going to be a spicy one. Um, North Carolina and SFA. Uh, Stephen F. Austin is the 5-12 matchup. Arizona, the four seed, is playing UNLV. Uh, Georgia at, at number six is playing either Dayton or DePaul. 
That's the first uh, state the Palms, the first four matchup. Um, Iowa State is the three seed. They're playing UC Arlington. <clears throat> uh, Colorado and Creighton is the seven ten game, and Iowa is the two seed playing Illinois State. In the Wichita region, we have number one, the number one seed Louisville playing Albany. Nebraska and Gonzaga is the 8-9 game. Oregon, Belmont, the 5-12 game. <clears throat> Tennessee at the 4 seed is playing Buffalo. BYU and Villanova is the 6-11 game. Michigan as the 3 seed is playing American University. Uh, Ole Miss at 7 is playing the number 10 seed, South Dakota. And the number 2 seed, Baylor Bears, are playing Hawaii. In the Spokane region, we have Stanford as the number one seed playing Montana State, Kansas and Georgia Tech as the 8-9. Virginia Tech and Florida Gulf Coast is the 5-12 matchup. Maryland at number four is playing Delaware. Ohio State is playing either, will play either Missouri State or Florida State as the um, other that's the third uh, first four game. LSU at, at number three is playing Jackson State. Uh, Utah and Arkansas seven ten, and Texas and Fairfield is the two fifteen matchup. In the Bridgeport region, we have NC State as the one seed playing either Longwood or, or Mount St. Mary's. Washington State and Kansas State the eight nine matchup. Notre Dame at the as the fifth seed is playing Massachusetts, Oklahoma and IUPUI is the five, I'm sorry, four thirteen matchup. Kentucky is the sixth seed, and they're playing Princeton. Indiana and Charlotte is the three is the third three fourteen matchup. We have UCF and Florida, it's the seven and ten. And Yukon is the second seed, and they will be playing Mercer. These are all the first round games. Sherelle, I'm going to leave this one up to you. Well, again, I'm going to say I am a huge Dawn Staley and South Carolina fan. Um, so I'm always going to say South Carolina. However, it can get very scary with North Carolina, um, NC State, um, Louisville, and uh, Stanford. I think that's going to be my final four pick um, as I think Dawn and them would have to see Louisville before the chip and NC State and Stanford would have to see each other before the chip. Um, I think it's going to be a hell of a March Madness on the women's side. I have Ole Miss actually going to the Sweet 16. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, to be honest, I'm going with somebody they probably would never think but, you know, as far as, like, my Cinderella, and I even – I don't care if they're just a Cinderella for one game. I'm going with Jackson State over uh, LSU. Ooh. Ooh. A 14 taken out of three. Okay. Um, I do think – I do think that South Carolina is, is freaking unstoppable. Um, that loss in the, in the SEC championship game, Absolute fluke. 
I mean, there's a reason this team went riot, went number one riot or riot. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think, I'm such a Baylor fan. I, one, I'm a Baylor fan, not because of that Kim Mulkey was gone, but I was a Baylor fan last year. And like, I, I love Melissa Smith. I think she can ball her ass off. And she's going to be, and once, once the tournament is over in the, in the W draft, She's number one. She's she's going to be the number one pick, and she's coming to DC. Um, I'm really. I think if if South Carolina doesn't 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 win at all, I think NC State will. A lot of people got NC State. You know, shout out Diamond Johnson out of Philadelphia. But I think what happens with South Carolina is this. Aaliyah Boston is going to put this team on her back. There is a bad taste left in their mouth from, oh, from last, last year, year. Yep. off of a tip-in that Aaliyah Boston would hit a million times, you know, um, if she had the opportunity to. And she wants to win this championship. I think we're going to see the real South Carolina team. I think they've been holding off, you know, on doing what they really can, can do to teams, and they're going to put it in overdrive and beat the hell out of a lot of people. Okay. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with you. I watched that game, and I'm like, there's no way in hell that Stanford should have won this game. No way in hell. I mean, it was a great game. Don't get me wrong. It was a great game. Stanford should not have won. Like, that should have been, that should have been South Carolina. And I, I'm saying it because I am I, you know, well, last year I was a transplanted. I was a transplant in South Carolina, but I, I, I agree with you, Cheryl. I think Aaliyah Boston, yeah, she definitely is playing with. A, she's definitely going to play with a chip on her shoulder, and I really do see South Carolina just going ahead and you know doing what Connecticut didn't do when they went wire to wire as the number one, as the uh, number one team in the AP all year. I think they get it done. If they don't, I, I, I guess I, I, it's either for me, it's South Carolina and then, and then NC State. All right. Uh, Lou, Greg, you want to take a stab? Go ahead, Greg. You go ahead. You go first. Uh, yeah, I got Iowa versus Stanford. Stanford wins. Honest, I, I I I don't know much about women's college basketball. I apologize. Um, I'm gonna take Baylor to win it all. Hey, nice. That's my I, I I feel that's my sleeper this year. Not you know why, man. Melissa Smith is it's just it's just she's just an incredible talent. Um. So that is the that's the that's the women's bracket uh, again. Um, again, uh, we have the brackets. We have our bracket challenge sponsored, uh, which is being played on C, uh, CBS Sports. Um, the link for the the link for the for the challenge will be posted on our social medias. Uh, actually, we'll have that tweet out as soon as the show as soon as we finish recording. Um, it will also be in the show notes. 
We have until Thursday, 12.15 p.m. to complete your brackets. Uh, as Greg said earlier, you will have you get to be able to play three brackets. Um, so come see if you can beat me. It should be fun. <laughs> All right. So quickly moving on to the quickly moving on to the NFL, our last our last topic of the night. Man, was the was the NFL drunk or what last week and today? So we saw we heard the news last week that Aaron Crybaby Rogers signed a two-year signed a was it a two-year or three-year extension um at Fifty million per fifty million per per year. At least that's what Ian Rappaport said. Uh, Aaron Rodgers denied that report. Come on, but come on, man. You know the Packers dropped every everything, but a and and a brink shrunk on him to get him to stay in Green Bay. Then hours later, literally hours later, Russell Wilson traded to the Denver Broncos. But wait, there's more. Oh wait, there's more. <laughs> we also saw Carson Wentz get traded. Get traded. Well, dumped onto the Washington Commanders, who walked, who lost out on uh, potential. Who offered three first round picks to Seattle for Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson was like, "Nah, buddy." Um, also, that we. Also last week, we saw Khalil, Khalil Mack get traded from the Bears to the Los Angeles Chargers. And we also saw um, <clears throat> we also saw Amari Cooper get traded to the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> then so today being the first the first day of the legal tampering um, window, we saw Pittsburgh get their quarterback, their bridge quarterback, in Mitchell Trubisky. Lou, how do you feel about that? <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm not excited about it. Uh, I'm not really upset about it either. He's he's there. I mean, I'm glad we got a quarterback that's mobile. Um, you know, he runs when he was playing anyway in Chicago. Uh, you know, he ran the bootleg a lot, so it should open up some stuff. But I'm glad we got a you know at least someone with a little NFL experience. I do still think that we draft a quarterback this year because I don't really necessarily know if there's a good one like next year. They only signed him for two years. Uh, so, you know, maybe they bring him in as the starter. You know, we draft either Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis out of Liberty, and they could, you know, hopefully learn under him. Um, me personally, I think Kenny Pickett's NFL ready. I think he's ready to step right in and be a quarterback, but he's also got to be in the right system. I don't know. We'll see. To, to, to me, it's just sort of eh. So, fun fact. Fun fact. And I just saw this today. The AFC North now employs the first quarterback taken in the 2017 draft. That is um, Trubisky at number two. 
they also have the number one pick in the 2018 draft, Baker Mayfield for now, and the AFC North has the first overall pick in 2020, which is, of course, Joey Burrow. Just a little fun fact for you. Um, so, crazy signing of the day. This is how I know that the NFL is drunk. Christian Kirk got $84 million from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Christian Kirk. Greg, what do you got to think about that? Thank God. Thank God he is not with their <laughs> Thank God. You know, he, he's like he's like a light-skinned Sammy Watkins. That man is ass. Like I, I, I say it with all conviction. If I ever saw him in real life, my answer would be, why do you think you're worth this much? He is, as the French would call it, a garbage. <laughs> terrible. Um, but I, like all like all things that come out of Florida, it's overpaid, underfucked, and more than likely, pretty bad for the environment. So the fact that he's going <laughs> to Florida, I mean, go for it. Be my guest. But again, Christian Kirk, we, we appreciate everything you didn't do for Arizona. So you can hope to do it with the next team. So. Kudos. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Jacksonville sent some money today because they also signed Brandon, Brandon Sheriff. Uh, good riddance because he's always injured, so he won't be on the field much. Um, and it had a couple other a couple other big signings. Uh, it's too much to go through right now. Uh, we'll do a fuller fuller recap once uh, the NFL stops binge drinking or binge spending. Um, and with that being said, we have reached the final, uh, <clears throat> the final topic of the night, which is the award section. So, Sherelle says, uh, to explain the award. Wait, wait, actually, wait, whoa, gonna... whoa, wait, 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 who I told you, motherfucker. Oh, I told yeah, that, you. I oh, fucking no. told you. Oh, yeah. Let's talk yeah. about it. Let's talk uh, about it. So let's times, talk about it. So you tried, so, dude. You tried. Shit, I tried. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I guess I have to talk about it. So shit. Tom Needy, aka Tom Brady, unretired Sunday, stealing Sunday night, stealing the thunder of the tournament uh, selection show. Because he needed attention, and because Giselle was tired of him, eat, tired of him eating all the avocado toast. Greg, the floor is yours. First and foremost, the goat is not going to disrespect you and your bad ass analogies. The goat, and I'm talking about Thomas Brady. He is back, ladies and gentlemen. You know what this means? I get to talk shit about Aaron Rodgers not being the king of the NFC for another fucking year. This, do you understand the glory that is in my voice right now? How excited I am? I'm more excited about Tom Brady coming back than Pittsburgh, than Pittsburgh putting the Ben Roethlisberger jersey on Mitch Trubisky, treating him like a stunt double. 
This is fucking beautiful. This is beautiful. Wow. Um, okay, okay. So now, now Lou would disagree with what I said, but trust me, if you closed one eye and opened it back up and you had to watch a Steelers game, Mitch Trubisky and Ben Roethlisberger are the same fucking person. Honestly, if they did a biopic on Ben Roethlisberger, I'm pretty sure Mitch Trubisky be, would be the actor. It's that close. So let, let's get back to the, the goat here. I, I, so okay, when you okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So so Tom Brady, the, the goat, the guy. Um, and mind you, I'm not even a fan of the team he plays for. I think that's Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. Just like LeBron is needed in the NBA because nobody really cares unless we're talking about the Lakers losing and shit like that. Tom Brady is like the needle that's the injection for the NFL. And I'm talking big shit about it because of just one thing. The person who spent $518,000 on Tom Brady's final football, I have one word for you and an exclamation point. Ha. <laughs> ha. You have to can you imagine spending a half a million dollars on a ball that doesn't matter? This is why Tom Brady is the GOAT. Because he did that shit three hours after the ball sold. He saw that it sold for five hundred and eighteen thousand. He's like, you know what? Cool, whatever. Now, I don't know if you guys remember the episode we did when everybody that was in the voice notes told me I was wrong and I was an asshole for telling the guy that was in the stands to keep the ball instead of giving it back. This is why. This is exactly what. Can you imagine knowing that like you had that ball and you could have sold it, but instead you gave it back to the NFL? And guess what the NFL did? <laughs> the fucking NFL sold it to somebody for $588,000. Yo, the capitalism is hilarious. It is fucking hilarious to me. They went in the stands after Mike Evans accidentally gave the ball away. They told the guy that they were going to give dude six tickets to a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. And he said all he wanted to do was have a golf game with Tom Brady. He never got that. Tom Brady retired. Well, guess what? That guy's still a season ticket. Well, Brady Venmoed him. Yeah. But here's the thing. Did he Venmo him $518,000? Exactly. He probably gave him half a Bitcoin or something. Exactly. Only half a Bitcoin. Gave him a Bitcoin. That's exactly what he did. He gave him. He gave him a Bitcoin, which at the time was worth, which at the time was worth sixty thousand dollars. Now it's only at thirty eight. But yep. Yeah. Hey, free is free, and you're still worth thirty, at least thirty thousand dollars. But I'm gonna land my plane by saying this. Tom Brady, I want to say thank you. Because if I had to go through an entire regular season hearing about Aaron Rodgers being mediocre and being an MVP candidate this year, like I, honestly, I think that Tom Brady saw how last year played out. He's like, this shit doesn't make any sense. So next year, and if you look at the history of Tom Brady, it goes like this. He loses a playoff game and he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl. The following year, he makes the Super Bowl and he wins. Well, guess what? He's in the Jordan year, baby. What'd it do? Pat Mahomes, he's going to get fat and flabby because he got married. Congratulations to him and Brittany, by the way. So, you know, he's been figured out in Kansas City. The Rams, I, I, I have, you know, they're one big injury away from just, like, not winning shit. So there's that. They got their trophy. Congratulations to them. 
Uh, Dallas, the last time they won something, I want to say that the Green Ranger was the White Ranger and the White Ranger was the Green Ranger. So that, that's a story <laughs> for another day. Um, oh. oh, my God. Um, what, what else do we have? The, the last time that... Yeah. Uh, when, when it comes to Tom Brady, and again, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Tom Brady, but you know what I'm a fan of? Someone doing whatever it takes to win. Tom Brady said, you know what? I'm coming back for year 23. And I, I, I don't think he wants to win a Super Bowl. I think he wants to make sure that he goes out on his shield and his last pass that he ever throws is not an interception. When he did that, I told Lou and I told Q and I told everybody on the podcast, he's not going to retire off of an interception. He has too much pride for that shit. He might come back and play fucking one game and be like, you know what? I'm good. I, I just wanted to see if I still had it. You know what? Because... He doesn't want to go through the entire fucking 18 weeks and then say, you know what I'm going to do? Get into the playoffs and then get cheated by either the Rams or Green Bay. But for me, Tom Brady, thank you, sir. I just I needed one more opportunity to see Tom Brady play one more in a regular season. And I pray to God, I pray to God that he either plays uh, Baltimore or the Washington Cummies, because if he plays either one of them, I'm going to, I'm going to those games, and it's going to be beautiful. So, uh, great, Tom Brady, I thank you, I thank you, I praise you. And now, what I'm going to do, and, you know, as a fan of the Arizona Cardinals, who have a pissed off quarterback, and we let uh, Christian Kirkhead, he is gone. I have to say this, in in respects to Lou, um, I'm looking forward to Miss Trubisky, and a Ben Roethlisberger jersey. Now, Lou, what, what are you about to no, say? Okay. go ahead. All right. I, I have two things I want to say. Um, <laughs> number one, um, you said Tom Brady, you know, he does, you know, he, he plays like he does and he does whatever he can or whatever he can to win. Does that include cheating? Absolutely. Uh-oh. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. I, wow. Here's the thing. Can I say this? And, you know, I, yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah, trying yeah. to gloss over that, but I, I'll say this. Your favorite athletes cheat. Your favorite athlete, hear, hear what I'm saying. Your favorite athletes cheat. Um, ben Roethlisberger cheated on his wife with underage girls. That's cheating. Oh, boy. Um, we, we, we have Tom Brady. He cheats on the field. Um, Lamar Jackson cheats the Ravens out of everything, including the offensive line. Uh, <laughs> like, you, you have to cheat in order to be great. And Aaron Rodgers cheats his family out of being a family to him. He cheats every woman that he dates and ends up in, being engaged to out of a marriage. He cheats the Green Bay Packers out of how much, how many millions was it? Was, was it, was it 250? <laughs> Fifty million dollars a season. That's that's a lot of fucking money. That that's a lot of money to get a guy who all his accolades are going to be is Super Bowl champ and fifteen time MVP. He's technically actually, if we could equate, like like Tom Brady is like the Patriots, and Aaron Rodgers is like Dallas. We're always going to equate like. The shit Man. that Aaron Rodgers did a decade ago. That's what Ooh. Dallas fans do. They're like, yo, like, remember when we won in like 96? It's like, no, 
the person that's a fan of the Dallas Cowboy that you're talking to was born in 2002, and it talked the biggest shit, the biggest fucking shit. I hate it so much. I don't understand it. It, it doesn't make sense to me in my head. Logic. Well, here's the thing. I'm talking from a perspective where my team has never won a Super Bowl. When we got close, we got cheated by Pittsburgh and the rapists. But that's a story for another day. Cheated? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, yes, yes. I said it. I said it. I'm going to pull a grade right now and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What you mean cheated? How did we cheat that to win the Super Bowl? How? We got we got hosed by Ben Roethlisberger and the the, the team that is now known as the Trubisky, true, uh, the the whatever the fuck the team is, the the true the Trubisky Steelers. I'm only talking about shit. I, I figured it's still, it out. It's still a sour. I figured it out, Greg. If you if you I'm have jealous. not fig, if you have not You're figured jealous. it out, yes, I'm I'm a yeah. jealous hater when my team loses, and I can own that shit. That's the beauty and <laughs> being me. Now, here, let me finish talking my shit about Dallas because I love it. I love I'm talking. Sorry, yeah, I, I didn't mean um, to interrupt. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, oh, because I, I, I think my issue with Dallas isn't that I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, well, it's not even a fan base. <laughs> it's not even a fan base. I'm still trying to figure out why I don't like Dallas. And then when I get close to finding the answer, you know when I usually find it? It's in the first round of the playoffs. And the reason why I can't find it is because they can't get past the fucking first round for me to figure out why I don't like them. That's why. <laughs> That's fucking why. I'm like, yo, like, I'm trying to figure out why I don't like them. And then they lose in the first round. I'm like, okay, so th- th- that's it. That- that's it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that. Same reason. You have a superstar team. How the fuck do you, how do you let go of Amari? You have Cooper? a shitty quarterback. Because, let- and, 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 and let's go to that. You, lo- you let go of Amari Cooper as if he's the goddamn problem. Dak hey, Prescott. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you let him go as if he's the problem. But you know, yes. who am I? Yeah, they let Amari Cooper go. Like, they let Amari Cooper go because they couldn't afford him because they just paid Zeke too much money last year. Who? Yes, Ezekiel yeah. Elliott walking around in a fucking crop top, looking like fucking mm. Hamburglar and shit, going <laughs> fucking point eight yards a carry. Like, what the fuck is going on here? It's, it's annoying. I don't know. Do you know, how, do you know? Do you know? Do you know how many years I've literally like I've had to like I've been forced to either pick like Ezekiel Elliott or like Joe Mixon. Now, mind you, you were like, okay, he's in the number one offense. Pick Zeke. And I still pick Joe Mixon. I'm like, oh, I, I fucking refuse to pick Ezekiel Elliott. The, on, the only reason I would ever have Ezekiel Elliott on my team is if it got to like two seconds and automatically my computer froze. That's the only way I'm putting Ezekiel Elliott on any of my fantasy football teams. That man has done nothing. He has done nothing positive for anybody oh on any fantasy team. Now, mind you, him and Dak Prescott, aren't they like best friends? When they did the... Uh, the thing that they do on HBO where they did like the hard knocks Dallas. I'm like, oh, they're yeah. buddies. They buy each other Gucci purses and shit. Cool. Like, this is fun. This is great. I hope it translates on the field. Zeke's walking around on the sideline and shit. It's like 40 degrees outside. He has on a crop top tank jersey. I'm like, who, the, who is this diva? What, what is this? This is egregious, right? So, you got a little chihuahua. You, no, I'm gonna, 
Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking like my tip to the table and shit. I'm like, okay, I don't. What? Whatever. Like, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the guy because I don't know him, and he looks like he can fight, and I can fight too. But I just, I'm not that type of guy. My issue is when players are over, they are overpaid, and then they don't produce. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Christian McCaffrey came back from an injury and got re-injured, playing at his best. And the fucking Carolina Panthers are literally trying to throw him away. Ezekiel Elliott hasn't done shit in three seasons other than beat a woman and have two bad field on-field seasons. And you know what happened? He got the bag. I'm saying, like, how is this making sense? And then I think about it, Jerry fucking Jones. Jerry Jones. Yep. So... For me, you know, yeah. not to completely shit on Dallas. Next year, when they go fucking like, you know, 12 and 5 or something, and we're all sitting there like, yo, like Dallas, man, like they weren't as good as last year. And we're like, okay, you know, it's what's it, Amari Cooper? It's like, no, Amari Cooper, he's he, he's playing like shit over there in uh what's the name in Cleveland as well. So it don't even matter. Like, you know, he's probably by like game six, he's gonna end up being like homeboy that's in Arizona. Um AJ Green. I'm like, oh, he looks good for like the first four games. Why that team let him go? And then he does nothing for the rest of the season. And I'm like, well, that's why they let him go. Um, I personally thought that Amari Cooper should have went to Atlanta because, you know, they got, what's the dude's name? Calvin Ridley, who's betting on Calvin games Ridley. and shit. So, yeah. So that was my perfect fit for him. I felt like he was the perfect fit for Arizona. Him and Kyle Pitts, it looks like a, it literally looks like what Dallas should be. They have, uh, what's the running back? Um, I want to say Patterson. Uh, Cordell Patterson, like they have, mm-hmm. him, like, yo, like they have a squad. They just needed a quarterback. That's why I'm so confused. Like, why did you know why Russ didn't go to uh, Atlanta? You're in a dome. You know, for a fact, you don't have to do with the weather and shit like that. But they didn't want to pay. No big deal. And he wants to go to like a biggest market, which I guess Denver is a bigger market than Atlanta. No big deal. Um, but when it comes to Dallas, my expectation for them is they're going to win 13 games. They don't matter. They don't give them the softest schedule because they always do. I have to watch them at least, what, twice on Monday night football. I have to watch them once on, uh, at least once on Sunday night football. And I got to probably watch them twice on Thursday, probably. But, oh, and Thanksgiving, because God forbid we have a fucking Thanksgiving without Dallas barely scraping by against either the fucking Lions or somebody else that don't matter, right? But um, I guess my last little point, I'll be done. Uh, Q. Can I, can I talk to you for a second? Do you mind coming to the table just really quick? Because I gave Lou his shit and I gave Sherelle her shit. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Q, it's, it's, your, it's your turn, sir. Um, it's, it's, I'm not even going to be that hard on you because I've been hard on you like all like for the past like four weeks with this uh, Washington commander shit. I just have a question for you. Go ahead. Out of all the quarterbacks that you said that were supposed to go to the commanders, Why? I have no That's idea. Why? I have no okay. idea. And, 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 and I, I, have, I, I literally have no idea when you have a quarterback in Houston who's mm-hmm. not getting charged that you could have yes, gave those three first round that you could have gave those three first round. Yes, sir. Too. Yes, sir. Um, to which leads to my my second question, and I don't know how this question is going to land. It's not a joke at all. I'm I'm really dead serious about this shit. Um, last season, you told us about the beard. Um, what, what's homeboy's name? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Did he retire mm-hmm. or is he just like, he officially retired? No, he's not. He's not. Reti- he, he's a free agent. Uh, Washington only signed him for one year. 
so they replaced a mediocre quarter, a quarterback with a mediocre quarterback. quarterback. That's a, you see, you see, in the tech in the text group, you saw that I I call Carson Wentz, Carson Carson Heineke. Yeah, he is a taller version. You know what? Of Taylor Heineke. You know what? Q, I take my bet back. I take my bet back. I I want I, I, I want to make this a juicy one. I, I take my if Q if Q if your pick. If UAB beats Chattanooga, just, just by the grace of God, they end up playing together. They play each other. And this is the only way that the bet can stand. And I'm going to try to make this bet throughout the year because I want this bet to happen. I want, to, I want it to happen so bad. If you, <laughs> this NCAA, if I, you have to go and buy a card. Oh, I think that we would never buy a quarterback jersey from the Washington Commanders. I you, 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 if you, you cut out. Bet, you have, I don't even give a fuck if it's a replica. If it's $54, you have to go and get it. If you have to buy it from Etsy, whatever. <laughs> I just need you to not only buy it, I need you to pin it as a tweet. Oh my God. Until week one of the preseason. <sighs> wow. I think that's a good bet. Week one and two. Deal. Deal. <laughs> it's a deal. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, Carson. Oh, Carson. Carson Heineke. Oh, God. All right. So, now that we're finished talking about Tom Needy, now it's time for the class part of the show, the awards. Greg Alou, would you like to explain what our awards are to Sherelle. Uh, I'll let Greg, because I always mess them up, I'll let Greg uh, explain it. <laughs> I'm sorry, what happened? Uh, uh, explain the, uh, the awards. Oh, yeah. So uh, basically, every episode at the end of the show, we give awards to uh, people where the categories fit. We have uh, a lot of them, um, they're absolutely up to you on who you give them to. We just usually just talk shit about people and give them awards. I'll give you some of them. So we have the Adam Gates, Why Are You Still Here Award. That usually goes to somebody who is just like, yo, why like, Why are you still here? Like a coach that should have been fired or a player who's just terrible or, you know, somebody who's just playing bad, like the Lakers. Like, why are you still here? Like, that would be that. Um, you also have the Bill O'Brien, You Know You Done Fucked Up Right Award, right? Like, that would be for anybody who doubted that, like, you know, that Lincoln was going to win the CIAA, but they have to be an athlete. So that would be the Bill O'Brien, you know, you done fucked up right award. The Lord Shamik in the street award. We're still trying to find Shamik. So we're going to pause that award, you know, temporarily until he returns to the show. Um, we have the Gilbert Arenas Goon Award, which is the goofball of our nationality. So if you're white, you get to pick a goofball of your nationality. If you're black, you obviously get somebody who is a goofball of your nationality. So usually my goofball is... So somebody, but you know, we figure it out. Um, we have the Nick Young Never Too Soon Award that goes to, for example, like I gave that to Russia for arresting Brittany Griner. It's never too soon to get her out of that country. So that's why I said that's why you get the Never Too Soon Award. You also have my favorite award, which is the Herb Fuck Up Dean Award. It's the person who had one job but perpetually fucks it up no matter what. Typically, this goes to somebody in the NBA because. They're already overpaid and underserviced. And then 
we just announced the first ever Jameis Winston Crabs in a Bucket Award. That goes to honestly your pick. And since you are our first like guest that we've enjoyed and had an absolute blast with, if you want to create an award that we can use every week, feel free. Be my guest. So with that being said, you get to take your pick on these awards. Um, Q, do you have any awards? Lou, do you have any awards? Sherelle, what about you? Um, as far as what you just said? Yes, ma'am. So Somebody that's always fucking up award? Yep. <laughs> <sighs> Hate to say it, I'm going to have to go with my boy Dak. And that's like, my, I, I mean, I thought he was my cousin, but he just, he can't get the job done. I almost broke my TV and it's a 55 inch. You know? Mm. But, and I can also go with Joe Biden too. Ooh, ooh, that might be the first non-sport. Yes, yes, yeah. I, yeah, keep keep going, keep going. I like this. I like <laughs> this going. Yeah, Joe Biden kind of disappointed me. You know, I was hopeful, you know, with him. Um, uh, who else she said? I like the Russia, you know, thing. You know, just couldn't get mm-hmm. Griner out of there quick enough. Yeah. Um, like Ben Simmons. Ooh, ooh, another good one. I love it. Another good one. Oh, she's right on target right there. I love it. I love it. (laughs) She's right on target. Let's go. Who else is it? Who else is it? Oh, I hate to do it to you, uh, bro, but Carson Wentz is trash. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm your boys really looked out for you. They really looked out for you, you know. I'm gonna tell you this now. Um, UAB is going to lose in the first round, so they just helped you, you know, helped you out for your season. To be honest, save you a couple headaches because at least you ain't got to worry about picking them because they're gonna disappoint you every year. Um, let me see. Bowser go shopping with, tomorrow, kid. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Cheney alum. Just Cheney. Yes, I, love it. I like this one. <laughs> I like this one. Um, if I had to pick like current uh this year, like CIAA, let me see. I'ma say Virginia Union. I have one. Ooh, I have one. But we're not gonna mention names, but <clears throat> that person knows who he is. Sherelle, you know who I'm talking about. A forever doubter. Oh God, yes. Bowie. Put, put, place emphasis on the B because that person said that we were gonna uh that, that our men lost the night before and that we were gonna be crying what four twenty four hours later or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Shout out to you. I know yeah, it hurts your heart that shout, shout out to you and he was the one that was was crying 24 hours later. <laughs> Absolutely. That's I totally agree. Oh, um, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I only have only yeah, have one uh, really quick. My my Adam Gates Why Are You Still Here award is going to none other than James Harden. Boy, um, 
Yeah. I don't even have like a catchphrase for it. That game's bad. Um he's getting the wide. And then he made a video game. about I'm, it. And then he made a video about it. He was clown. Yeah. Fucking clown. Oh my God. Oh, oh. He doesn't just get the Adam Gates Award. He doesn't just get the Adam Gates Award. He can blow Brian, you know, you're a fucked up right award. You put a video out playing playing the Nets, and that was your worst game. You went three for 17, 0 for 10 from three, Mm -hmm. 11 points. Mm -hmm. Get out of here, son. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and if if I could give one more award, this is the last one for me. It's the Nick Young Never Too Soon Award. This is going to the Cleveland Browns. Um, the, the reason why I'm giving this award, I'm going to make it really quick. You let Jarvis Landry go for nothing, and you gave up everything for Amari Cooper instead of just keeping both of them. I, nothing about this makes absolute – but then again – it's fucking Cleveland. It's Cleveland, Cleveland New Jersey, and Florida. Yep. Like, my God, yo. Like, I, I really hope, in my personal opinion, that Mahomes regresses and Mr. Bisky actually does good. I, I really hope that he ends up having like a Tebow season where it's like, a, he actually, what? Trubisky's doing good? I, I really hope for that. And the reason why is, I would love nothing more, nothing more than for Ben Roethlisberger to ever tire and know that a scrub lead that team to the playoffs. That, oh my, yes, please, let, let it be so. Let, <laughs> if, I could, if I could talk to the Game of Thrones, the Lords, all, all, all the things up high, please <sighs> let me see this team have a bad. <laughs> and, and the only reason, Lou, and I know, I know I'm harping on this so much, the only reason I want this to happen is because they had a chance to offer money to Jordan Love. And I feel like the way that Jordan Love is getting done in Green Bay, it really fucks with me. And Jordan Love needs a home. That would have been a good home. I think Jordan Love would have been really good in a Steelers jersey. But instead, we get Ben Roethlisberger's stunt double. So that's my, <laughs> you know, never too soon award. Um but look, oh, I, I will say yeah. this. And can I, can my, I my, say my, this? Go ahead. Oh, I got one go. quick thing. We got rid of Amari Cooper and kept our kicker. Never mind. Oh, ah! y'all did? <laughs> Wait, they kept the kicker? Jerry Jones for you. Jerry Jones. He's still there. Wait, that, that's, uh, that's, that's Zerline, right? Z- mm-hmm. oh, I, thought they, I thought they let him go. At least I, I ain't hear about it. Too. Well, I need okay. to do my research. If they kept Greg if they kept Greg the leg and let Amari Cooper go in his prime. Greg the leg. Mm-mm. All right. I, I just got one one quick award. Um, the Bill O'Brien, you know you done fucked up right award. And it goes to my boy who uh, $518,000 for that football that they worth shit now. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. He didn't know, but, you know, Paid that on Saturday that he was out that money Sunday <laughs> when Brady came back. So, yeah, that's who Bob Ward goes to this week. All right. <laughs> yes. Um, Note to the wise. Note to the wise. Don't spend $518,000 on the Tom Brady football. Not right now. And until the man 
I don't, I don't, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. See, See you, you were thinking don't what do. I was thinking, but I, I wasn't going. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard you, Q. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say until Giselle stops making more money than him, but I knew where you were going. But go ahead. Yeah, until there's no more avocado in the world for avocado toast. That's when you buy a Tom Brady football. That's when you buy a Tom Brady football. All right. Oh, man. Um, this was such an incredible episode. Um, Sherelle, you are a friend of the show. You are welcome anytime. Um, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Um, no problem. I enjoyed myself, yeah. by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much for thank you for coming on. No problem. Um, so, so this is the part of the show where we tell people where they can where they can find you, or f- find everyone on social media. Um, so, Cheryl, where can they find you? Where can they find you on social media? Social media. I'm Coach Dennis twenty two on Instagram and Twitter, and Cheryl Dennis on Facebook, and. Lincoln WBB Instagram. I run that also. So you can get catch me on any Lincoln anything. But Coach Dennis22 um, on Instagram and Twitter if you're looking for me. And it's just my first name, last name on Facebook. Absolutely. Blue, what about you? Uh you you can catch me uh on Twitter at Little Italy. It's L-I-T-T-L-I-T-A-L-Y. Um, you can find me trying to get the WNBA players the same amount of money Zion is getting paid to not play. Okay. And you can find me telling Kyrie, just get, just go get faxed. Just go get faxed. Anyway, you can find the show on Instagram at Young Black Pod. You can find <clears throat> follow the show on Twitter at YB Bothered. Until next week, everyone, have a great week. Enjoy the NCAA tournament. So, as again, again, if you are interested in being a part of our bracket challenge, um, have get your picks in by Thursday at 12 15. The brackets were locked in, and then you won't be able to be here. <laughs> Until then, have a great weekend. Have a good one. Peace out, y'all. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 